Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. He is far from perfect, Trenny. He's thin, number one, and he runs a lot. And so there's some question there as to whether or not he'd be able to stay healthy because not only does he run a lot, but he is not afraid of contact. And I think he needs to smarten up, honestly, at the next level to make sure he stays healthy. I would also say he has some in terms of processing some hesitation behind the line. There's some questions about how does how quickly does he see it, but he does take care of the football, which is important to me. And the way one evaluator put it, Trenny, is this. If he makes a leap similar to the one that he made from 2022 to 2023, at any point in his pro career, you could be talking about one of the best quarterbacks in football. And that, to me, is what's worthy of a top three selection. Bill Perry on NBC Sports Boston over the weekend. That's the uh, really the first time I've heard it since my headphones have been in and out all day. I missed that off the top of the show. Are we good now? Ish. But so I want to react to what he said there. If Jaden Daniels makes another leap similar to what he made in college, you're talking about one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And people want to pass on that draft pick? People want to trade back? Jim Nagy to Burt Breer. It's a once-in-a-decade quarterback draft. Now, look, I don't want to overstate this. Every year, people fall in love with these prospects, and they fall in love with these quarterbacks, and they tend to overrate the draft class. Did you feel that way with last year's class? Because I did not. I don't know. I, a I mean, lot I feel of it like... was Bryce Young is such a small guy. Like, he's not the prototypical Alabama guy that you, but right. you don't really want him. And then he went one. 
and then people didn't really like C.J. Stroud, and he went too. And it's like, I feel like that tends to be how it goes. And then it was a steep drop-off. I mean, I know you love your guy, Anthony Richardson, but I didn't. I do. We didn't talk about that class. Nobody talked about that quarterback class the way we're talking about this I, one. I do agree with that, but I wonder how much of it was. I mean, I was the only person, I think, in New England who wanted them to take a quarterback in the first round last year. That's and very so, true. like, we're paying more attention to the quarterbacks this year than than maybe we have any year outside of the MAC draft. So that's what you risk passing on if you trade back. And there's some talk that the Patriots could trade back. The Raiders at 13, the Vikings at 11. Maybe the Giants or the Falcons at 6-8, and eight, I think, off the top of my head. So we'll get into that coming up, but it is Combine Week in Indianapolis. Woohoo! Let's party! I still can't fully tell. Are you actually excited or is, are I you, am. like, trolling I me? I am, but I, I need to explain this because I did a poor job from the top. Combine Week is not about your 40 time. It's not about what you're benching. It's not about a even. About it's, a, it's only about your hand size, and it's about the gossip that comes out of the steakhouses in Indianapolis, where you get weirdo people from all over, all walks of life in the NFL and media getting together and swapping stories and swapping theories, swapping other swapping things. who knows yeah, what else. Seriously, okay. Spit. Hey, as long as you're consenting adults, there's no judgment here. Okay, do what you need to do. As long as everything's good. Um, that's what I'm excited about, not the swapping other stuff. Okay, I'm excited about the combine. I like the draft. I always like the draft. And when the Patriots are are selecting high, as they have been in recent years. No, you know what this is, Jones? What? This is Patriots fans who are still in the dynasty era of thinking as we talk about the dynasty theory. And they're like, no, we're too good to pay attention to the combine. Okay. We're too well, good not... to spend money in free agency. Well, I haven't, I haven't it's read... an old school way of thinking. I haven't read the question yet, but but yeah, uh, what interests you the most about the combine? And I, I think you're talking about some of the voting, but the leading vote is that people are interested in the quarterbacks, Mego. 35% say it's the quarterback, stupid. Uh 31% are saying what you're saying. Ryan, you feel this way? The combine doesn't matter? It's overrated? It's dumb? No, I, I don't think that there's going to be any grand revelation coming out of Indianapolis this week that is going to propel like Caleb Williams out of the top spot or like Michael Penix or J.J. McCarthy up to a top three spot. I don't think any of that's going to happen. Yeah, but if you, it is, it's, it's totally foolish. You could see like... Uh, some real differentiators between a J.J. McCarthy and a Bo Nix. And if you're in a position where you're going to go to someone like the Raiders, who we'll get to, and you're trading out of three down to 13 to stockpile some picks, maybe that's something that matters to you. Yeah. And look, I don't I don't know the gap between the number three quarterback and who I now feel is the number four quarterback. I don't agree with this, but I think the consensus is McCarthy is number four. I'm not sure if May or Daniels are three. Daniels picked up a lot of steam. But I don't think the gap between three and four is all that big. And so, look, I think there's things you can find out about the Combine. Ryan thinks it's overrated. Mego, you want to hear from Elliot Wolf? I do. So we're going to hear from Elliot Wolf. I believe he's slated for 11 a.m. tomorrow. Correct. And this is a rarity. So we talk about one of these options here is about Gerard Mayo and his coaching staff is going to the Combine. It's Gerard Mayo's first rodeo as a head coach, so that's interesting to me. But we don't usually get a GM-type interview. And so... Wolf is supposed to get up there in front of the media and answer questions. Is he going to answer questions, divulging all the secrets of what they're going to do on draft night? Probably not. Like, I don't think that they're going to sit here and go, yeah, we're really strong on Drake May, or we're definitely going quarterback at three. But I do think he could show his hand on some different things, maybe even unintentionally, because he doesn't get up in front of the press in a press conference setting at all. He doesn't do that. He's not Bill. 
where he's up there and he's used to like being in the trenches with the media. All that I've ever seen him do really is these small packaged videos that are go on Patriots.com. So yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Okay. Well, look, I'm intrigued to hear from him because you're right. We haven't heard from him. And so is he going to be a disaster? What if up he gets there? up there and he starts talking about the Packer way that it's going to take four years of stockpiling picks? Okay. He might. And, and to Ryan's point, we never heard from Matt Groh either. And that guy was not ready for primetime. That guy was a disaster. And so I, I'm intrigued in like that kind of, you know, car crash interest in all of it. Like how it's, ba- it's tough. It was tough for Brooks. Like, out is there. Wolf going to pull this? <laughs> is Wolf going to make like weird, uh, you know, references to movies that are 30 years old? If you want fast guys, better go get fast guys. You know, are we getting Shawshank <laughs> references out of him? Like, what are we getting? And so I'm intrigued by that. This man has so much power right now. Yeah, And trust me. Well, and trust me, I'm going to listen to it, and we're going to react to all of it. But, like, I'm not looking forward to it more than the quarterbacks. But I, I like the combine, and I think there's something telling. And I, I am not sure how much he actually has power. I, I, I think ownership has a lot of power and has filled He's that like vacuum. He's the only guy who knows anybody outside of Foxborough. Okay. But who's who's gained more power since Bill left? Ownership or Wolf? Probably ownership. I think ownership, too. And so... Elliot Wolf has a lot of say. Who in is like, the second most power? Don't say Robin Glazer. Probably. Well, no. I mean, uh, I count her as part of ownership. Basically, okay. at this point, a proxy for She's ownership. She's got a stake in the team now. No, who has more? Who has more power? Wolf or Glazer? Glazer. I've said that to you before. I don't. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Well, like I, I don't think she's going to be signing like you know the backup guard. But at pick three, she might have some say. She's been sitting in on interviews along with Elliot Wolf. That tells you they have similar power to me. So, what interests you the most? You can vote. At Jones and Mego, it's our big question of the day. Is it the quarterbacks? Is it hearing from Wolf? Is it the Combine's overrated? Who cares? Yeah, are you annoyed that you had to pay attention to anything from the Combine? Or is it Gerard Mayo and his attendance, which is different than Bill a year ago? Just for instance, some things that Elliot Wolf could reveal. Andy Hart wrote about this today. Up now, Odyssey app. It's worth a click. Uh, will he have final say? Is he going to reveal that? Like, I, I, I'm not holding my breath he's going to reveal a lot. But I would love answers to all of these. Elliot Wolf, do you have final say over the roster? I'd love that answer. I just don't expect it. Will he get in his relationship with Gerard Mayo and Matt Groh on how they work together professionally? Maybe, but I think it'll be corporate speak and, you know, nonsense. A lot of collaboration talk, as we discussed earlier. The over-under on collaboration, I'm going to set it five and a half. And I think we smashed the over. I I don't know how long he's talking for, but I'll take the over. Hammer it. The number three pick. Is he telling us who they're drafting at three? No. No. The quarterback class he might get into. That was Andy's fifth point. The 2024 quarterback class. Maybe. Will they use the franchise tag? We might get a good clue on that, too. That was a sixth point. How they approach free agency. Will they burn cash? And his general philosophies. Like, maybe we'll get into some of that stuff. And certainly we'll get hints about it. And again, we'll react to it and break down the audio. But I'm less interested in all that stuff than I am with the quarterbacks. How are they interviewing? How are they throwing for the ones that are throwing? Caleb Williams won't. Jaden Daniels won't. I still haven't seen a definitive answer on Drake May unless I've missed it. In the last hour, the absence of news on Drake May tells me he's throwing. It's my favorite quarterback in the draft. Of course I want to pay attention to how he throws and how these guys measure in and how they interview. To me, this should be the final step in setting your draft board. You've seen these guys on tape. You've gotten a good idea of how they play on tape. Here's your chance to see them up close, talk to them, You know, maybe line up top 30 visits closer to the draft. This should be where you pretty much finalize your draft board, at least the top of the draft, and you know what you're doing at pick three. This should be it, and that's what I'm paying the most attention to. I agree with that. I just am hoping that they go into it realizing, wow, 
Bonix, JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix. These are not the guys who are going to be up there with the Jaden Daniels and with the Drake Mays. And so we need to stick with the number three pick here. Like that, that's what I'm hoping that they get out of it. Because I really do think when people say, don't you have enough, don't you have enough video on any of these guys? Haven't you crunched enough tape? Don't you know who these guys are? Well, if you're seriously thinking about trading back with one of these other teams for a long-term rebuild, then I would hope that you look well, extra hard at those other quarterbacks. And I would ask those people too. You, you just want them watching on tape? You don't want them sizing these guys up, talking to these players, well, talking I'm to people around the league about these players? Well, I'm worried that they'll fall in love with someone in an interview because that's what used to happen with Bill. Okay. That's fine, and that's so fair. So-and-so interviews so well. So-and-so, remember when we talked to Dan Orlowski? Yeah. And he told us Mega. that he fell in love with Mac because of all these intangibles right. he heard about okay, during fine. Combine? They shouldn't, so they shouldn't overrate that stuff. Like, if they overrate it, that's their own fault. But it should be it should be part of the, the puzzle, no? I don't know. Sometimes I think you can overthink it. So don't interview them. Don't interview them. No, do anybody? interview them. Do interview them, of course, because it's also if somebody well, why? shows up If you just totally think they're going to overrate them, why, why even bother? Okay, like if you have an interview with Caleb Williams and 30 people come into the room with him in suits to like represent him around the interview. And he starts that's, crying that's in mommy's That's probably bosom. a no-go for me. Okay, see, I think you can find something out. And I think all these measurements, I think they're important. I, like I honestly you do. You think the hand measurement matters? I think hand measurement matters, Yes. Can you hold on to the football in January in the snow? If you have a bigger hand, it's more likely you can. Yes, I think that stuff matters. And so I'm not saying it's more How important about foot than size? I'm not saying it's more important than their tape. Yeah, I'll take that too. Give me all the give me every measurement you can. So I'm not saying that it's more important than their tape and their production and how they play and probably even the interview. But I want all this stuff. I want to find out all this stuff. Yes, I think, I think it matters. Just, I am a little worried that it starts to get them talking themselves into somebody that they previously wouldn't have talked into. Okay, so vote. Our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego. Uh, what are you most interested in at the Combine from a Patriots perspective? Uh, what's the most compelling to you? You can vote there. You can dial us up. 617-779-7937. We'll get back into what we're hearing about the number three pick. And when I say we're hearing, reading the various reports. Could they trade back? Could they move up? Who are they targeting at pick number three? We'll get to all that right after Trending with Ryan Garvin. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of Jones and Mego on WEEI. Based off right now, I'm of the view that the first three quarterbacks on the draft are capable enough that no matter what happens to pick one and pick two, the Patriots, bereft of a quarterback option right now on the roster and needing to plug so many gaps elsewhere that even if you just added like Marvin Harrison Jr. or Roma Dunes and Bleak Neighbors, like they're still so far away that the advantage you're gathering uh, from having one of those players is sort of neutralized that I would just take whoever quarterback three is. That was Field Yates last week on what the Patriots should do at pick number three. They have, sorry to jump in there. Have I been hearing a lot from the MHJ people recently? There is a, I think that the. Marvin Harrison Jr. people. That everybody may have uh, cooled on that a little bit. You think? Yeah. Oh, I think there's still a lot of people who are like, he's can't miss, take him at three. Well, we don't, when we're talking about quarterbacks, I don't hear from them. Well, who are you talking about? Uh, like calling us? Yeah, we, or people, we had like, callers a couple weeks ago. It would be callers saying, oh, you have to take Marvin Harrison Jr. You have Ar- to. Ar- still feels that way. Not that Ar- he's Cam's here today here. or anytime soon, but he still feels that way. Who knows what he's doing? So, I, look, I'd way rather take Jaden Daniels, who I view as the third quarterback, or whoever you view as the third quarterback. I'd way rather take them than take someone like Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't, think there's, a, I don't think there's a big gap. Thank you. Yeah, where's that guy at? I don't think there's a big gap between Marvin Harrison Jr. and some of the other receivers. I I happen to really like Malik Neighbors. Okay, he is my type of receiver who is not. And I don't want to say Marvin Harrison is just a contested catch guy, but I, I want somebody who can move around the formation and I can pick matchups. And I want somebody who is electric after the catch, can make people miss, run away from people. These are skill sets that Malik Neighbors has, and you're not going to get Malik Neighbors, Patriots fans. I wouldn't take him at three either. But just to pour water on this idea that, like, he's the next Calvin Johnson automatically or the next Andre Johnson automatically. And even if he is, let's take it a step farther. How does that change anything? If you don't have a guy who can get him the ball, it doesn't change anything. So I want the quarterback. And there's enough reporting out there from people like Field Yates, who I guess did a back and forth with Mel Kuyper today, um, where they went pick for pick and he mocked Jaden Daniels to the Patriots at three. There is Daniel Jeremiah saying, I would not pass on a quarterback at three. He said that last week when he was talking to various uh, media markets doing conference call leading up to the combine. And he's just released uh, his top 50 players 2.0. I haven't read through it yet, but it was probably a precursor to that. He said, I wouldn't pass on a quarterback at three. And some of the logic I don't fully agree with. I've been guilty of saying it before, but the more I say it and the more I hear it, the more I start to despise it. Uh-oh. You'll never be up here again at number three, so you might as well take him now. You might be. I'm, I'm done saying that. You could be back there, but you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be back at three again. You shouldn't be this high again anytime soon. And so Daniel Jeremiah said it. Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, said to Burt Breer in his uh, his notes at Sports Illustrated that 
it's a once-in-a-decade quarterback class. So, look, we tend to overrate these quarterbacks, and we tend to talk these quarterbacks up year after year after year, and we fall in love with these QBs. And so, yes, that's a mistake that people make, but there's also a reason people fall in love with them. It's what you need. It's the quick fix. It's the silver bullet. And so I happen to think this is a good quarterback class. But if you ask me most years, I probably like the quarterbacks that are scheduled to go at one and two because I like the idea of getting myself a franchise quarterback. But I would prioritize these, and I've been saying this now for months. I would prioritize the May, Williams, Jaden Daniels. And those are the guys I'm trying to get. I'd be happy with any of the three. But if Jaden Daniels is now passed by Drake May and the Bears are locked on at Caleb Williams, I'll maintain what I was saying a month or so ago. Drake May falling to the Patriots at three is a dream scenario. That's what I want. Yeah, I would like to see that too. I'd be happy with Jaden Daniels. It's just if I have to pick between the two of Drake May and Jaden Daniels, I'm going with Drake May. To people who don't want to take the risk of drafting a quarterback that high because it's only about a 33% success rate over the last several seasons of drafts, I would just say, okay, but then tell me that you want a bridge quarterback. Like, if you're selling yourself on Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix, like, maybe if you're very, if you've been very specifically into one of those guys, I'll hear it. But otherwise, like, okay, you're just going to get Jacoby Brissett and you're going to hope that you're going to go be in the draft again next year. Right. Or that some quarterback is going to shake loose and you're going to be able to trade for him or contracts up and you overpay in free agency. You got to get a quarterback somewhere. And this idea that your roster is in so much shambles that you're going to destroy any quarterback that you take with the number three pick. I just can't buy that when, hello, we just saw how much the cap went up over the weekend, and you've got so much money to play with where you can put a little bit around them. So uh, how would you prioritize those quarterbacks? What do you want them doing at three? Should they trade back? Should they trade up? These are things we've talked about. Uh, There seems to be more smoke around the idea that the Patriots are at least gauging interest in moving back uh, we'll get to that here momentarily uh, plus you can still vote in our big question of the day what interests you the most about the Patriots at the combine uh, the leader right now it's the quarterbacks at 35 percent 31 percent don't even like the combine they say it doesn't matter 29 percent losing a little bit of steam that's surprising for the mega super back Ryan uh, say hearing from Elliot Wolf and five percent say Gerard Mayo attending the combine which is a change from Bill a year ago Again, you can vote there, 617-779-7937. Now, there are a few other items here on the Patriots potentially moving back. I'll give you the most recent update first. Dakota Randall, formerly of Nesson, now at uh, Pro Football Network, I believe it is, says the Patriots have gauged the interest about moving back with the Vikings, and it's really more the Vikings feel like they're gauging interest about moving up. The Giants at six seem like a team that could move up for a quarterback with Washington or New England. The Falcons at eight, same deal, could move up to two or three. And to a lesser degree, teams like Minnesota, I think at 11, and the Raiders at 13 are gauging interest in moving up with the Pats. Uh, So Dakota Randall says the Vikings have checked in at the Senior Bowl. They're going to talk about it this week at the Combine. Jeremy Fowler yesterday on Sports Sports Center, rather, not Sports Illustrated, Sports Center said, the Raiders are looking to move up, and three is about the area where they're trying to target to move up and go get a quarterback. And so the only way I'd entertain that, and I don't know how the Patriots feel about the quarterbacks. I told you how I feel about the quarterbacks. The only way I entertain that is you only like Caleb Williams and Drake May, and you know Williams is going one. You think Drake May is going two. 
and you say, hey, Raiders, hey, Vikings, when we're on the clock at three, if our guy isn't there, May or Williams, we don't love Jaden Daniels. You guys love him. Antonio Pierce loves him from their days at Arizona State. The Vikings are somewhat locked in on him. If he's there at three, we don't like him. We'll entertain moving back for future firsts or maybe, just maybe, in the case of the Vikings, as we've discussed previously, Justin Jefferson could be a part of a deal. If that's how the Patriots feel, I'd entertain a trade back. But short of that, I don't want them moving back. I would hate the idea of them moving back. And I'm a little discouraged, just a little bit, at the idea that they're gauging all this interest about moving back. I feel that way too. But my concern is not so much about... If they're not into the quarterbacks, then they shouldn't go for the quarterbacks. And if they're only mildly interested in Caleb Williams, then they shouldn't mortgage the farm to go up and get Caleb Williams, which we've discussed before, because it's going to take a couple years, I think, to restock. You and I disagree on this. That's how you feel. I disagree with you. Okay. But I'm saying we've talked about it before. You got to restock the pantry. I don't think you can go so far if you're only mildly interested in Caleb Williams and you don't like these other two quarterbacks at all. The. The conversation that I just don't have any patience for is when you start saying, well, you got to stockpile picks. Okay, you got to Danny Ainge this situation. So would you rather have Marvin Harrison at three than trading back if they hate the quarterbacks? If they hate the quarterbacks, I'd yeah. Rather, then I'd rather I think trade you, back. Then I think you go and you get the best talent I think if I'd you rather hate trade the back. quarterbacks. I don't like the idea of you're just going to get blue chip and blue chip and hope that these other teams suck in their own rebuilds, and then you're going to keep wandering the desert looking for a quarterback. You're making a face. Why are you making a face? Because I have now talked myself into that You this, this team has so many holes that if there is a great player available at number three, just take them at number three. If you don't love the quarterbacks, Take take a lineman then. Take okay. a take a freaking wide receiver. Like you, there's so much work that needs to be done that if you don't love the quarterbacks, you're basically pushing back your clock until next year. I know, but if if you're not taking a quarterback, you should get whatever you can for that pick now. And I wouldn't want to trade all the way to 13. That's where the Raiders are. 11. That feels a little far, but six or eight, <clears throat> I would move back into that territory for six. You you'll probably still get one of these receivers if you move back to six. And so. I'd be more into that kind of trade than just, oh, we're taking Marvin Harrison and that's it. And we're putting all the eggs in the Harrison basket and missing out on gaining future draft capital. Okay, so I hear that. But then where are you getting your – who's your quarterback? Uh, they don't like the quarterbacks in this scenario. Yeah. So I, I don't know. They don't like the quarterbacks. I like the quarterbacks, but I'm saying if they hate Jaden Daniels, they, they shouldn't draft not him. not love the quarterbacks? I don't know. How, they, how, are they, how is this Patriots team in a position to be picky okay. over who's going Ryan, to number three? Ryan, are all three going to be good? Probably not, right? It could be. It could be the Burrow. Is number to, three uh, going to be better than what draft. you've had for the last three okay. seasons, four Probably. seasons? Yeah, one hundred percent. But that doesn't mean you have to take the guy at three. Even, even. Trust me, I'm like the king. Got to take the quarterback guy. But even I wouldn't go that far. If they hate a quarterback, they shouldn't draft him at three. Just because he's better than Mac Jones, like duh. Most of the league is better than Mac Jones. Your backup right now is better than Mac Jones. So if all I'm trying to do is get a better quarterback than Mac, of course I can do that. If they hate the quarterbacks, they should not draft one. So if they turn around at the draft and they trade back, you're going to come on the air that next day and be like, this was a good move for the Patriots if they didn't love the quarterback. No, I'm going to complain because I like the quarterbacks. But if they don't, they shouldn't take one. I have no idea how they feel about these quarterbacks. Their actions would tell me they didn't love who was there. Right? I don't. Uh, that that would be in. Oh, that, that would be such a great start to the post Bill Belichick era. More of the same. Uh, you know what? I don't really like any of these quarterbacks. So let's big brain the whole don't operation. You don't you acknowledge moving back from like three to eight 
and getting a future first round pick or like a future first rounder and a second rounder. Doesn't that make way more sense than moving from 21 to 29 and picking up like a dumb third round pick? Oh, absolutely. You know, like that makes way absolutely. more sense. Slightly, but now you're, you're, but you're just, also sacrificing a lot. You're now more. the Atlanta Falcons then. So you're just going to have, you know, a top 10 pick, but the bottom half of the top 10. And Look, you're probably just going to be living around five or six wins until you do get a position to draft a quarterback. Right? I think if they're trading back, they're afraid. They're afraid of hitching their wagons to a quarterback because once you hit your wagons, Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf, you're now on the clock and you're going to get fired potentially over the crappy quarterback. That tends to be what happens. For God's sakes, it happened to Bill. And Bill has a better resume than any quarter, uh, coach in the history of the sport. So for God's sakes, he hitched his wagons to the wrong quarterback, Mac Jones. He pushed Brady out the door and it came back to bite Bill. If they trade back, I'm going to feel it's because they're afraid. But I would at least get it if I could find out in some way that they hated Jaden Daniels. And you know whoever they draft, they're going to tell you they loved the whole time, and that was the top of their oh, draft board Oh, it's going to be Kraft's seventh son. Exactly. Right. Well, because he's already added Brady, and he's already added Bledsoe. Mike Reese is in there. It's probably his eighth kid. I swear probably what Will Fork is in there somewhere, too. So, uh, no, I, I would be okay with trading back in that scenario. But my guess is the motivation would be self-preservation and fear. Yeah, and I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't like it at all. But then you hear about uh, the piece that you had about the Packer way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hear about what the Packer way, which is basically just slow the rebuild. Yeah, and so let me, let me get to get that. Get your assets together. Let me get to that coming up. Let's take some phone calls. I'll pull up some of Mike Reese's notes over the weekend about the Packer way and Elliot Wolf. Uh, but let's go to John in New Hampshire waiting very patiently. Go ahead, John. John, hello? John uh, says it's important for Gerard Mayo to be at the Combine, Mego. That's uh, one of the 5% voting for that. It's important <laughs> for him to be at the Combine. I I think in general I would rather have my coach at the Combine. I said this about Bill last year. What's the harm in being there? I think it's dumb that McVeigh is skipping it, and McVeigh I think is arguably the best coach in the sport right now. I think it's dumb that uh, Robert Sala is skipping it. I forget what other coaches are skipping it. Mayo should be there. I think it's a little odd he's not going to be made available to the media as far as we know. But I think he should be there. In general, I'm happy that he's there. I just, I'd have it further down the list than the quarterbacks and Wolf speaking and, and everything else. Yeah, the those coaches not going, I, I think, is more in line with thinking that it's the underwear Olympics and you can get more work done at home than going to the combine. I just think it's Gerard Mayo's first time at all of this. So it's going to be helpful for him to be out of Gillette and rubbing elbows with other people because if we learn anything through this offseason so far, it's that his network seems to be a little bit limited. Yeah, or at least point. either it's limited or he can't really sell people on the opportunities here in Foxborough. So I think it's good for him to get out there and be with the rest of the league. Go talk up the Patriots. Go meet people around the league. Go have a Look, shrimp he's a, cocktail. Go rub elbows. He's ben a van, Johnson. He's exactly. an impressive, exactly. smart, and charming guy. So it's probably good for for him to be out there rubbing elbows and talking to people in yeah, person. I think he should be there. I'm happy he's there. And I think it was a mistake for Bill not to go last year. But again, I just I I have it lower on my my priorities list at the combine than some of the other headline stuff. Uh Paul in Rhode Island is a Marvin Harrison Jr. fan. Mego, you were asking for these. Go yes. ahead, Paul. Yes, I think so. I think so. You will never have a chance to do this chance. And here's the deal. If you ever miss out on number three. Yeah. You always will get Jay uh um the quarterback from Michigan. JJ McCarthy is who he wants them to uh to go get. I don't know how you're doing that. How are you how are you doing that? I'm just trying to figure out if Paul had his own sound effects in Well, there. I like so we have a, a buddy of ours uh when we do uh our fantasy auction, our fantasy football auction. 
he will uh, he'll have like a song queued up every time he hits on one of his picks. Ooh. And so I, maybe that's what Paul was trying to do there. Missed out on number three. <laughs> he just he just mistimed it a little bit. He just wanted to kind of. That's had a great idea. Really emphasize <laughs> emphasize his take at the end, and he just jumped the gun a little bit. It's okay. It's a little premature. Paul, okay, it happens so, to all of us. It's okay. T.J. McCarthy has been mocked as high as going as like I've seen in eight. the eighth pick. Eight's, so. eight's the highest I've seen. Daniel Daniel Jeremiah had it in his last mock draft. That's the highest I've seen. So you're not going to get Harrison Jr. at three and J.J. McCarthy unless he's saying moving off a of pick three, you could still get him. Maybe that's what he was saying. Uh, but unfortunately, he wasn't very clear. 617-779-7937. That's that's the Harrison Jr. crowd. Those are the people you were asking for there, Mego. Yes. Uh, Mike Reese had this on Elliot Wolf. uh, And he used Andrew Brandt. He interviewed Andrew Brandt, who used to be the Packers cap guy, effectively, uh, while Elliot Wolf was there under his father, Ron Wolf. And he passed along these comments on Elliot. He said, I believe before, during, and after my tenure in the Packer way, which in simplest terms is no quick fixes, slow and steady. Trust your scouting, trust your board, and almost mandate that your coaches will play young players. Although, as Ryan said in my ear when we brought this up earlier, they didn't play Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat for his first three seasons behind Brett Favre, and then to pay that even uh, pay that forward more, Jordan Love sat for the first two uh, seasons that he played behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so mandate that your coaches play the young players, dot, dot, dot. Aside from quarterbacks, who apparently don't play until you're four, uh, Brandt then continues, so it's draft and develop. And then, speaking to my end as a negotiator, once you identify those core players, get them under extensions way before free agency. So this is him passing along his view on how he thinks Elliot Wolf is going to proceed. They're going to draft. They're going to develop. If it's a quarterback, he's probably going to sit, although Brandt didn't say that. To Ryan's point, that's totally accurate. And they'll start locking up some of these young players way before free agency. I haven't seen that yet from Elliot Wolf. How do you feel about that? plan that approach if they're going to do the quote-unquote Packer way well I don't like that because I feel like it totally disregards what you can do in free agency and when you say you're going to draft players and you're going to work through the the draft hardly Packers and Steelers are like two teams that never sign anybody that's yeah I would like some splashes in free agency I would like you to get some tackles in free agency I know that's not the kind of splash that you're looking for but you need a couple turnkey guys on the offensive side of the ball because your offense is so bad like that side of the roster is so bad and so when I hear you're going to build it out through the draft Obviously, everybody wants to build out the team through the draft. Like, that's the ideal. But I also don't want to be sitting here for four years, like, waiting for waiting out basically somebody's college term to see when the Patriots are going to be winning a playoff game again. No, it's true. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah echoed some of what Andrew Brandt said uh, to Mike Reese as well, as in Reese's Sunday notes. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah said on a conference call that the Patriots have previously been, quote, one of the more niche drafting teams. How am I supposed to pronounce that? Niche. 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 Drafting teams in the league where they would catch you off guard a little bit because they were so obsessed with fit and might take a guy two or three rounds before anybody else. That sound familiar, Mego? Is he talking about anybody in particular there? Mm. Sounds like Cole Strange. Maybe Tyquan Thornton. Uh, who knows? Jeremiah Nikhil expects Harry. that to change. Into, who is that? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, who I happen to like very much, but true, it's another good one. Uh, Jeremiah expects that to change in 2024 with Elliot Wolf taking a leading role. Adding Wolf came up through the Green Bay system, the uh, Packer way, rather, that values versatile offensive linemen and receivers with dynamic yards after catchability and added value as kick returners. So, look, I'm, I'm all for that. If you can get yourself an electric receiver, then you should go get that. But the idea that he's going to be more 
more of a tried and true, stick to the general consensus type of draft, I think the Patriots could use some of that. Like, stop drafting way out of left field for random fits because you think you're smarter than everybody else. That would be refreshing if the Patriots started drafting that way, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the other bit that you said before about, hey, you're going to work out a deal to retain these guys that you draft that you like (laughs) way ahead of free agency becoming a possibility. Yeah, that would be a nice change of pace for the Patriots because it's been quite the opposite over the last six years or so. And they just haven't done any of it. But first, you got to get players and develop players that you like. Right. And to me, though, I don't I don't like the guys they have right now. On when you, Duggar, guys like this, I'm not paying those guys. And you're not, in this scenario, wouldn't be extending them long before free agency. You're probably overpaying because they are now on the open free agent market or just about. 617-779-7937. That's how you jump in here on Jones and Mego. Without Arcand, uh, what are you looking forward to the most at the Combine? What are your takeaways? Uh, do you want to hear from Elliot Wolf? What? Do you want to hear from Elliot Wolf? What are you looking at at the quarterbacks? Could the Patriots entertain moving back outside of the top 10 with teams like the Raiders or Vikings reportedly looking to move up the board? Again, you can jump in on the phone, 617-779-7937, and we have triple play next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Oh, yeah, Jones and Mago. It's 445 on a weekday. And you guys know what we do on 445s on weekdays. It is triple play because it is a Monday. That means it is a buy or sell Monday. So I'm going to hit my own sound effects here so we can start Buying and selling. Number one. Nice. So I do all the work back here. Executive uh, producer. Yes, I am the executive producer of Triple Play. What is Arkan? He's assistant he's my producer. Intern. He's yes. right. He's is he your assistant producer? I he's think that is not technically here. what he is. Yeah. He is my is he well, is? No, Brian is my assistant today. today. But yeah, no, Brian today. But in general, what is Arkan's title? We need intern. to we need to work that out. What is Arkan? Intern. <laughs> It's an existential question. Normally, he writes these questions, but I got to have a swing at it today. So, number one on Buy or Sell Monday, uh, it was announced today that there would be a, let me find the words, what did KPD tweet out? Uh, That the Bruins announced an average of, or blended, increase of 9.5% in cost of 24-25 season tickets. Adam Jones, I asked you, do you buy or sell that the Bruins have been good enough for a almost 10% increase to season ticket prices? You know me. I think the Bruins are pretty good. I think they're going to go farther than a year ago. I think they're worth investing in. But hell no. Are they worthy of a 10% increase for season tickets? No. I sell that. 
And we talked about this last week. I know you didn't buy into it, Mego. This was a, a show intern Christian Arcan take about the Celtics and their spending and how they can save the city. It's like we're already questioning Robert Kraft and his spending. We're crush, uh, questioning the Red Sox and their spending. Jacobs is real tight to the cap right now, but it's like he's raising season ticket prices again, 10% blended pricing or whatever that is. That feels like another gouge from an owner. Like Jeremy Jacobs, whoever's advising him right now, Henry's so wildly unpopular, and Robert Kraft is teetering right now because he's just stabbing Bill in the back. He's teetering. Maybe give him some advice where, hey, you don't want to wade into that, or maybe, maybe, because everybody's so hung up on the other owners in town and dumping on the other owners in town, Jeremy Jacobs was like, hey, you know what? I think I could sneak in a 10% increase. Whatever it is, no, they're not worth it, and they shouldn't be doing it. What, they, they haven't won in a decade plus 10%. That's a, that's a massive jump, a massive jump. Obviously, the Jacobs family has had their own struggles with the fan base and their public persona or their relationship with the fans. But come on, like they step in it time and time again. If it's not the ticket increase following the season when you had one of the most historic meltdowns of a team going into the postseason with Stanley Cup uh, expectations. And then you go in, you have this dumb, dumb bag policy. Like, have they recalled that? Have they rolled that back yet? No. Everybody was bitching like I, two was, years ago. It was in effect when, at Disney on Ice last week, I can tell you that. When they did uh, redid a bunch of the seats and the seats are all cramped, you're basically like sitting with your knees up under your chin in front of, with a person next to you, no it is elbow not for room. people of average height. That like, is true. come on, guys. It, it's just so out of touch. I sell this completely. So, it is a good point. And now I wonder, now that you're saying that, do, do they, are they linked isn't part of the reason they have this new bag policy at the garden? Don't they have a new screening process that they probably paid a crap ton of money for, right? Sure. It's AI like screening people. Yeah. Well, is this probably paying for that? The 10% season ticket probably. increase? Is that, is that how they're paying for it? And so the bag policy that everybody hates is probably being paid for by the season ticket increase for a team that hasn't won in a decade plus and has won once in uh, my lifetime. Yeah. And they want you to go buy your Going tampons and diapers in the pro shop. <laughs> Right, that too. So, like, no, I sell this idea. It's a horrible idea, but, you know, classic Bruins. I just figured out what Arcand is. Show mascot. Number mascot, two. Nice. Number two. Number two, if you were watching college basketball over the weekend, you saw the Wake Forest, what are they, the Demon Deacons, yes. uh, upset the ranked Duke basketball team. And in the aftermath of that, uh, we had an old-fashioned court storming, and uh, one of the standout players for Duke, Kyle Filipowski, ended up injured in that court storming because uh, a wild college fan ran into his leg and they had to you know, shield him as they were walking off the court, and there was much outcry about what to do about this issue. Number two, Megan, I pose to you, do you buy or sell that court storming should be banned? I fully sell this. I'm really surprised the number of people who want this banned. I would ask you this because this was a little bit under the radar, but a conversation a few weeks ago when something similar happened with Caitlin Clark and a fan ran into her storming the court. At Ohio State, yeah. And I just go, okay, so now there's two different incidents of this, and it feels like there's a wave of chaos that we need to prevent and protect our college athletes. Storming the court and storming the field is freaking awesome. It's so fun as a student, 
as an athlete, I think you would welcome it. And like, for the most part, I think a lot of student athletes have enough general awareness, not saying it's either of their fault, like stuff happens. But for how long we've it's been kinda, doing this? Filipowski is like bending over like okay. he's like leaning into the just contact. Just like be aware of your surroundings. I don't understand. It's such a fun celebration and tradition. And if you've ever been part of it on either side, it's so freaking fun. Like, can we just have fun with it? Okay. It's just. Why wanna- do we have to pretend like everything's precious and we have to keep everyone like, oh, it's like a collectible doll. You have to keep it in a little box yeah. and protect it. Like, no. You want to talk about wussification of sports? This is it. This is it. We can't storm the court. We can't run out and celebrate. And Jay Billis can spare me. He went to Duke. He's a he's a Duke fan, a Duke super fan. Spare me. Oh, oh, we could do away with this. We didn't used to cover this. We didn't used to show this on Sports Illustrated. We could get rid of it if we wanted because to. Because guys didn't get hurt. Just stop showing it. Yeah, yeah got, people haven't gotten hurt because it doesn't usually result in that. So why do you need to change it? Storm the court. And I've never stormed the court. It might be fun. It might not be fun. I might hate doing it if I was actually there and a student there. It might be beneath me. I have no idea. What do you do when you get it? It's like the dog that catches the squirrel. Like, what do you do? You're like, all right, now I'm on then the court. You, you jump around. Talk about the wussification of sports. We That's can't storm the court anymore. It's totally stupid. So Don't get soft. me wrong. So it's soft. stupid, but it's fun. And that's what college sports is about. Okay, I sell the idea. You should be able to storm the court. I'm with you. Stupid and fun, much like this segment. One more. (laughs) Number three. Number three on a buy or sell Monday. Now, you guys were off on Friday. Got a jump start to the weekend a little early. Arcan not here today, not here all week. And it got me thinking about the three-day weekend. So, Jones, I will ask you for number three, buy or sell. Do you buy or sell a three-day weekend is better having Friday off instead of having Monday off? Oh, yeah, I buy that. I just went through that this past weekend, uh, as did Mego. Having Friday off is way better than having Monday off. You're shaking your head back there, Brian. Uh, what am I doing on a Monday? Like nobody else is off on a Monday. On like a Friday, like I can I can enjoy my Friday night. I have a long weekend. I'll tell you what. It's sometimes nice from a work perspective to be back on a Tuesday and catch up on like a long weekend and be like, oh, the Monday show with all the weekend stuff. I'm going to do that on a Tuesday, just from a selfish radio host standpoint. But in general, no, it's way better to enjoy the weekend to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It doesn't really do anything for me. It's just like this. My whole life I've been conditioned to Friday is my favorite day. Friday is the best day. Ryan knows I get in a Friday mood. More that's than Saturday. Like, yeah, I do. You like, you like Friday more than Saturday? Yeah, because then Why? at the end, because at the end of the day, Friday, I feel like I've accomplished stuff. Saturday, a lot of times I just feel like a fat slob who's like a waste of oxygen. Yeah, that's why it's the best day. Uh, no, but I don't feel good. Like on Fridays, usually at the end of the day, I feel good. And then you have the whole weekend ahead. It's about the anticipation. Sunday nights to Monday is always going to be a bummer. Like, I've just been conditioned my whole life that it's kind of a bummer. So even when I'm off, like, even if it's a three-day weekend or something that goes from Sunday to Monday, I still get the yucky, it's not even Sunday scaries, it's just, like, Sunday bummers. What is he, What Brian, what do you like about having Mondays off? Uh, well, because then you get the anticipation of having... You know, a long day weekend, the week leading up to the weekend. And then you get a short week. And then you get the short week after. I understand so that, but you already had makes, your short week. Yeah, and you get to look forward to the short week right, so then starting the on Monday. Long weekend's over. You then have a short week at work the next week. It's a four-day week. It's four mm, week. Then Tuesday just feels like Monday to me. Yeah. And then I, I'm bummed look, out on Tuesday. I get what he's saying. I reject it, but I get what he's saying. I like I like having Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And here's the other thing. When I'm off on Friday, 
Like, that's a fun, that's just a fun party day. If I'm off on Monday, yeah, I start, what am I doing? I start to feel like, oh, Monday, well, this is the day you got to tackle the week, get ahead on everything. See, I'm at that point in life where I'm like, ooh, I I have a Monday off. That means I can go to the grocery store. There's not going to be know, anyone right. there but me and the old I ladies. Can my real, I can get my hair cut. My oh, real adult great. stuff on a Monday. I mean, something to be said for being off while everybody else is at work. That is nice. And like, but but that's not even a real thing anymore, Ryan. Because as you know, everybody works from home. We'll just call it the <laughs> staff of Odyssey Boston. It's like, it's I mean, like, like being in Europe. Yeah, everybody. You every- walk around and you're like, what are all these people doing having lunch yeah. on a weekday? Right, as you know, I can't do any of that stuff because everybody already works from home. So I, I want to go to the grocery the hall, store. None of the lights are on. <laughs> on this, like, we are the only lit room in this floor. So there you go. That we affectionately call the sub basement. That was triple play. Each and every day at this time here on Jones and Mego with Arcan, or even without Arcan. Uh, We still carry through. Great work by Ryan Garvin. Uh, We have Brian making his case for having Mondays off. You can jump in. Very controversial. 617-779-7937. We can also get back to whether or not you're feeling bad for Bill Belichick. You've been watching Dynasty. Episodes 1, 2 came out a week ago. 3 and 4 came out this past weekend. Are you starting to feel bad for Bill? Let's get to it next. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 